throw your lightsaber off a cliff, pull yourself through space, and the Jedi will not die today because we're covering Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Star Wars The Last Jedi was a movie released in December of 2017 and is the sequel to The Force Awakens, making it the eighth film in the Skywalker saga, followed by The Rise of Skywalker, which came out two years later. The movie currently sits in a 91% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 43% audience rating, as it is truly one of the most divisive films made in the recent era. Every single thing about this movie seems to be loved by someone and then hated by the person right next to them. I'm on the more positive side of this movie, but I understand why people don't like it, and I know a lot of people who don't like it as well. So I'm trying to provide the most unbiased view in this, but I know it's going to shine through because I think this is just a good movie. Our negative review comes from Matthew Rosa of Salon.com, who writes, Star Wars is not Breaking Bad, and the same narrative tricks that worked for the latter feel jarringly out of place in the former. Now, to my knowledge, Star Wars is not about somebody who gets diagnosed with cancer and starts making meth, so I don't think this review makes any sense, as I know Breaking Bad is not a sci-fi series and is, in fact, very grounded even though I have not watched it, I know it is not similar to Star Wars at all, which I feel makes this review kind of irrelevant, as I don't think that was the correct comparison to make. And our positive review comes from Leah Pickett of the Chicago Reader. What's most interesting to me about The Last Jedi is Luke's return as the mentor rather than the student, grappling with his failure in this new role and later aspiring to be the wise and patient teacher. Three out of four. And Matthew from Salon.com gave it a two out of four. Now, I like Leah Pickett's review, as I believe Luke is the best character in this movie, and I believe Mark Hamill gave his best performance in it. The one thing I don't like about the movie, I'll start at the beginning, I don't like how Luke throws his lightsaber off the cliff. That's really my only major complaint about the movie, is one small gesture done at the very beginning. And if it's something that small, I think you know it's a good movie. Now, to me, what makes this movie so compelling is its main plotline. I believe that the main plotline of this movie is peak Star Wars, and it doesn't really get that much better than plot A of this movie, which is the Luke, Rey, and Kylo Ren things. The other plots I don't really care for. I, I don't hate the Poe and Admiral Holdo plotline, as I believe it ends in a good way with the Holdo maneuver, which I actually like. I don't think that was bad. I know people hate that for some reason. I think it works. Uh, the other plotline... Finn and Rose going to Canto Bite, and then they pick up DJ, and then they interact with Captain Phasma. I don't like that. That's probably the worst part of the movie. I enjoyed it my first time watching it, but then I thought about it afterwards, and just kind of wasn't a fan of it. I don't hate it, though. I don't hate it. I think it has some redeeming aspects, and I don't hate Rose as a character. I think she was a good character in this movie. And I thought her dynamic with Finn did work quite well. And I do think it is a shame that she didn't get more screen time in episode 9. But what I really want to focus on is the main plotline. I liked Luke in this movie. I really, really liked him. People say, it's a lot of character for him to be like this. It's really not. It has been 30 years since we previously have seen him at the end of episode 6. So literally anything could happen in a 30 year time span. Literally anything. Luke, he, his best friend and his sister got married. They, ha they had a son. They trusted him with that son to train him in the ways of the Force. 
Luke realizes he's starting to have some, he's starting to get taken over by the dark side, and in one single moment of weakness, pulls out his lightsaber. Every single person has moments of weakness. Luke is not a perfect character. And we've known this from the start. He has never been perfect, and he never will be perfect, and what he did to Ben is an example of that. And yes, that it does kind of make it his fault that Ben became Kylo Ren, and that's why Luke went into hiding. It it makes sense. He didn't want he didn't want to mess up anybody else because he knew what he had done. He thought the implications were too big for him or for anyone, and he decided it would be best for no one to care about him anymore and to be left alone. And I think that works. It it is a good story that is made even better by the characters who surround it, that being Ray, Kylo Ren, and Supreme Leader Snoke. I overall just believe Ryan Johnson is a great man, a great director, and he knew what he was doing with Star Wars. He somehow made the most visually appealing movie, the cinematography in this movie, is genuinely top-notch. I actually had to do a school project where we had to find the box office statistics of a movie of our choice, and as someone who's obviously a huge Star Wars fan, and we did this project right before The Rise of Skywalker came out, I chose to do The Last Jedi, and then my teacher said, you can also put it on a poster board if you'd like. So me being me, I put my all my box office statistics right towards the top, as I actually do follow the box office statistics of every movie, and every other spot on the poster board was filled with the cinematography of the movie as I thought that would be too good of an opportunity to pass up as I want more people to be able to appreciate this movie whether they're a Star Wars fan or not. Because even the people who hate this movie, well, some of them that I know, do admit it is the most beautiful and has the greatest cinematography. Now the topic of Supreme Leader Snoke is also something I would like to cover in this episode. Also, something people thought to be very divisive, just like literally everything else in this movie. I am I am a fan of it now. Upon leaving the theater, I was kind of confused as I wanted to see more Snoke, just like we all did. But now that episode 9 has come out and we found out that Palpatine created Snoke, I don't really care. I think it's just kind of whatever now because now we know he has no real backstory created by Emperor Palpatine to lure Ben Solo to the dark side to be- make him become Kylo Ren. That's all there is to Snoke. Now, I'd also like to talk about what I believe the legacy of this movie is going to be. So, this movie came out two years ago now, two and about a quarter years ago, and it's so divisive. And it also, your, your likingness of this movie seems to dictate a position you have in the Star Wars fandom. People who really liked this movie, good amount of them did not like The Rise of Skywalker. There are the people who liked The Rise of Skywalker, who hated this. There are the people who hate all of the sequels. And there are the people who just love all of the movies. I fall in the fourth category. I like all the movies. But I hate that there is now such schisms in the fandom that it's like, Oh, you like this movie? That means you suck. Oh, you don't like this movie? That means you suck. The online community of Star Wars is such a toxic and disgusting place that sometimes I feel ashamed to be part of as I try to distinguish love from hate and try to banish hate, especially when you're talking about something that you're all there to enjoy. And as the iconic quote says, nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. 
that is the most true thing I believe of all time. As you see, like, the casual Star Wars fans are like, yeah, I, I like Star Wars. I think it's really cool. Then, they're, like, you get to know some of the hardcore fans, and, like, they hate all of Star Wars except for three movies. And it's confusing as to why some people are like this, and why some people treat something truly made for children as so life-controlling to them. And I really think that's all I have to say about this this movie. I really do enjoy The Last Jedi. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Wow, we're already going to the big list. Okay. Uh, I think I do prefer this to The Rise of Skywalker. So I'm going to put it below Jojo Rabbit and above The Rise of Skywalker, which puts our big list at Jojo Rabbit as number one. Uh, Last Jedi is number two, Rise of Skywalker is three, Mandalorian's first two episodes is four, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas and last. All these are good movies, though. Oh, just thinking now, there's something I forgot to say. I want to talk about how I believe this movie will be very greatly looked back upon in the Star Wars fandom. I think when people give it some time, to the extent, you know, a good amount of time has passed, we have allowed the dust of the Skywalker saga to settle... I believe the new people who come watch this movie are going to very muchly enjoy it. I think just lots of people like The Force Awakens, and they they had two years to come up with all these theories of who Snoke is, of who Rey's parents are, of why Luke is hiding, and and just like all that stuff for for Ryan Johnson to throw those expectations in a way out the window as he's just like, oh yeah, Rey's parents are nobody, Snoke's gonna die in this movie, and just like that. But the children who watch this movie in for the first time with every other movie and not waiting two years in between them and not having all this time to come up with these insane theories are going to really like this movie. Like, I remember after The Force Awakens came out, I saw someone say that they thought Ezra Bridger was Supreme Leader Snoke. And I thought that was just so crazy and weird and not true. And... There were so many theories like that around the internet for two whole years until those were all put to rest. And now, people still hate this movie because they think that Ryan Johnson ruined their childhood. And I, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I really just... Well, okay, that, that's going to be it for The Last Jedi. Uh, the second thing I'd like to discuss in this episode is also Star Wars because we're on our little Star Wars ma- marathon here. Uh, I'm going to talk about Star Wars Rebels Season 4, Episode 10. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be going over Star Wars Rebels' final episodes, so it from Season 4, Episode 10 to 16, as I think that they're the best Star Wars television that we have right now. Uh, so this episode is called Jedi Knight, and I could not find any reviews for it on Rotten Tomatoes, I just know that, as a whole, the show has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it so that Season 4 has 100%, meaning every single episode in Season 4 is 100%. So, I love Rebels. I prefer it to Clone Wars and Resistance. I believe that Dave Filoni was able to make characters just as great as those that we had in the Clone Wars, but by not relying on character development that happened in movies, and by being able to do it from building them from the ground up. All five of our main characters in this show are completely new, and it's not like Star Wars The Clone Wars, where every character was already 
established in the Star Wars universe except for Ahsoka. So he only really had to develop Ahsoka the most. But this show, everyone needed to be developed, and I think everybody did get developed, and those characters are now at those same highs that we've known to appreciate from Star Wars. Now, season 4, episode 10. This, this is the episode where Kanan dies. Uh, Kanan Jars, Caleb Doom, Jedi Padawan who survived Order 66, and took on Ezra Bridger as an apprentice of his own uh, about five or six years before the events of A New Hope. And in this episode, he sacrifices himself to save his new family. It, it, this is a very, very good episode. And I remember watching this live, and I knew Kanan was going to die. It was just, it was so blatantly obvious throughout the episode because they were really just focusing on him and everything about Caleb Doom as a character and who he became over the course of the series into Kanan Jarrus from being blinded by Maul to in his last moments being able to see again through the Force. It truly a beautiful ending to a great character. Probably my favorite in the show. But it's a 20 minute episode that I'm talking about here. I can't delve into the same depths that I have for other stuff. Mm, just, it's beautiful, and I think if you're someone who watched the beginning of Rebels and was like, no, this is way too childish, give it another shot. The final seasons of this show are genuinely masterpieces. Season four is so good. It is so, so good. And season three as well, it introduces Thrawn as the main villain and also has the greatest animated lightsaber duel of all time, that being Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Maul on Tatooine. Now, I, I was recently talking about this to some people and they were like, they were like, no, that's that sucks. And I was like, have you watched Rebels? They're like, no, I've only watched the Clone Wars. And because I've watched the Clone Wars, I know it's better than Rebels. And they haven't even watched Rebels, so I was telling them how, no, please watch Rebels, and they were like, no, it's too childish, yeah. And I was telling them, no, you have to watch this. It is genuinely so good, and it matures with its target audience, so it starts childish, and then it grows up as the children who watched it grew up over that four-year time gap, and just resulted in a, an amazing show overall. It's better than The Clone Wars, in my opinion. It is better than The Mandalorian, in my opinion. I believe... That it is even better than some of the movies. The f final six episodes of Star Wars Rebels have that same storytelling aspects that you've come to know and expect from the movies. So it just feels like you're watching an animated movie on your TV. Okay, so that's going to be it from this episode. Uh, I've been Skyder from the One Jump Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at One Jump Pod, Twitter at One Jump Pod. Uh, my Twitch is in the description. I want I'm going to start streaming soon. I expect some YouTube videos coming your way soon from the channel, and I will see you all next week. Goodbye. Okay, I just realized that I forgot to put this on the big list. So for the secondary column, this is going second, just below Knives Out. And th that's it. Okay. It's so second place, below Knives Out, above Mandalorians, episode 3 and 8, and as well as the Imagineering story. So that will truly be it for me today. So goodbye, everybody.